0: Race player three legs in centre, eyes, And it's very elegant, ten group buns And now, the greatest of them all, the Melbourne Cup
1: Welcome to bit Doctor, behind-the-curtain look at how pro punters operate I'm your host, Scoot I'm joined by DK, the yes, punter's Kurt. punter Live Hey? Live Live, we're going live Here we go we to watch well, our P's and Q's here. Oh, we're pretty much one take anyway. We just <laughs> yeah, have to true. hook up uh, it. a couple of guests along the way, but it's Oaks Day. We've got Stakes Day Saturday, so we thought we'd just do a double header. Nico Noona,
2: collared shirt. I think it's the most dressed up I've ever seen you. Well, I wouldn't get into Flemington <laughs> if I didn't have one on. If I rocked in in the trackies and the hoodie, I reckon they'd not let me in. So we got to get in for the punters, mounting our mail today. And Saturday, we're there sort of uh, last Saturday, last Tuesday. It's been a bit of a battle. Um, hasn't been... Um, a few of the races are pro- shot pretty straight, but I think a lot of people just balls them up a lot mm, of them. So yeah. um, hopefully today it kind of oh. swings about. There's been a bit of rain on this track as well, so looks uh, a good day today. Oaks day, and I think stakes day is really one of the highlight days of the uh the punning program. At least it looks mm. a few horses you can really get stuck into on stakes day for sure. Mm, I'd say
1: punners got uh, got the chocolates on Derby Day, Cup Day. You could have won or loss depending on how you read the races. Act, yep. Tell you what, TK, you've uh you found Floating Artist. It was mm. off the map twenty dollars into bugger all mm. and it somehow missed the slot. Oh. Metro but,
3: racing, eh? Uh, hey? Back of each way, they always run fourth. I mean, just <laughs> that's number one. Second thing, he ran incentivized <laughs> and Spanish mission two of the best days in the world to half length's missed the place. I don't know how to, anyway, but uh, look, great for TO roading well. It just Keren was a bit of a pest up on his outside there, just with a light light. probably wouldn't mm. wouldn't have mind him, got rolling probably hundred metres earlier. It would have been nice if he could peel three wide and build instead of having to wait for the Grand Promenade to drop off. but um, And Grand, Grand Promenade gave the other two the beautiful card up too, so just race shape and everything like that. And
1: It was, and in, it was interesting, the map, wasn't it? I thought Prevel rode the horse as good oh. as he could. It was a bit of a windy day on Tuesday, but I was surprised that he was that close in running and no one really... Where was
3: Twilight Payment?
2: Yeah. Where was it? Yeah, he was nowhere to be seen, was he? Well, um, he was supposed
3: to be leading at a good tempo yeah. and he's nowhere near him.
2: Yeah, look, he, he had every chance. Santa in he just bumped into a, a very, very good mare on the day, probably a champion now, as everyone racing Twitter has come to realise. Um, she won nine <laughs> Group ones before that. Oh, hello, Matty know.
3: Taylor, Dream Team <laughs> Matt. Here we go. is <laughs> always <laughs> nice to see that tweet pop up Thursday uh, <laughs> Tuesday night when he said that she's a good horse but she's not a champion. Well, uh, they cop it.
4: Mm.
2: It, uh, it was well, a dominant win, wasn't it? It's a yeah, dominant that's, win you've seen in a bubble cup. 600 out.
3: That's the real result. I mean, it was a huge run last year. We just, but everyone, I think, just had visions of her ending up in a similar spot and them running along and having to stand them up. Anyway, the J-Mac, um, beautiful ride. Things panned out well and she oh, tailed you, them.
2: You were kind of saying on the um, the preview show the Cox Plate's a good lead-up for oh, the bubble great. cup. But we it's it's haven't like seen it that much recently. No. But you go back historically, it's been a very saintly
3: good and all that. You know, he
2: tailed them coming out of a coming Out of a Cox Plate. Fidurante, Green Moon, yeah, right they're pretty
3: it's recent. Great, it's a great leader. Mark um, Cummings used to use it a lot.
2: She started a favourite yeah. there and it was it was a perfect sort of hit out for a 3200 metre race, wasn't it? She got back, charged to the line, she was the fastest last 200 metres of that race. Yeah, she went around sort of 26 30 to 1. It's kind of hard to, just the, and the hard ride, to fathom
3: the that, ride. Really. It was a great ride. I mean, mm. the ride, I mean, it just shows the pilots on top of it. and he's just riding inspired J Mac and he put in an absolute peach there, and he did things pan out well for him getting on the back. But he made that decision to get on the back of Craig, and that you know, one of the best horses card him into the race. And mm. I thought Floating Artist was beautiful. I just I was watching Floating Artists and everyone said beautiful. He's like, T O well, don't just follow Incentivize every step of the way. And I thought, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. And then as soon as I thought, all right, here are these two things just appeared on the outside Spanish Mission and um, the winner. And I thought, oh no, don't tell me he's going to miss the place. No.
2: Yeah, yeah, watching it live, I was barely watching Very Elegant. I was watching Floating arms, I was watching up,
3: Trying to lift you off it, the to canvas. Get into the place. <laughs> yeah. oh, anyway, great patient, game. patient died again but uh, made my annual donation. But it was um, – uh, I should, didn't say this when we did the preview but I, I, it was great to do a cup where we knew all the runners, Nico. Mm. Like there's been this argy-bargy about lacking international numbers and how many should be in it. Like I've had zero, near nearly zero interest in the last few cups because they've had – 12, 14 internationals. I've never heard of them, don't know them, couldn't give a stuff. But this year they're all pretty much local horses and I know there's a long tail and all that sort of thing but um, I, I, I don't know what, the, what they go forward but I, I wouldn't want it to go back to unlimited internationals and all that anymore and I'd say it's good. If, you, if, you, yeah, if there's probably more than eight internationals next year, you might have booked someone else for the preview. Oh, okay. Give yeah. yourself
1: a little holiday, a little <laughs> freshener.
3: That's the line, I, <laughs> I reckon. Eight or, eight or ten. What am I going to I don't know, I, you know. So. Oh well, it's,
1: you found the big short, no? You found the uh, the caving job, and I think it's just a bit of sour grapes it's not, that it's run for. He, he you'd, he, be, you'd be licking
3: your lips if it was a place. And he wouldn't have gotten the race normally. He wouldn't have gotten the race. Mm. Didn't have enough weight to get in the race, mm. would he? So scraped in. He scraped in and, and run run super. So, but
1: as you said, he should have had a picket fence uh, leading into it, and I guess they, they'd probably try different preps or different. He probably would have run in the Geelong Cup if he had to qualify. There would have been a different approach from Kieran Maher, and you saw it uh, with Ototsu. He was going to make the race, so he didn't need to run him again. And. Uh, he could. He, Kieran Maher can get these horses fit enough to make that big leap well, from sixteen hundred to twenty five hundred. And here's the bottle of rhubarb gin to prove. Oh, it. the so, rhubarb gin. Yeah, I, I think a, what what you say there, DK. I, I just think there'd be a different yeah, setup is. and a different scenario if the if a horse like Floating Artist needs to get in the race. Trainers would adapt to get that horse in by the skin of your teeth I think Kieran is good enough to pull the levers to get that done but um, as but you said in
3: the, in the normal year it would have been again with those couple of train wrecks in the two runs beforehand he would have missed out mm. he wouldn't needed to win one at, Well, particularly the Mooney Valley Cup you know but um, just the way to it aligns it's beautiful he's got him he's got him with no weight and everything like that and he's made the field and and he's going to be up on speed and when went to, I put him on the back of incentivized. jeez I thought oh, here we go here we go so um, it's
2: like like last year, Kieran McAvoy, There was a ten out of ten ride on Tiger Moth from the draw, and he got beat by a twenty out of ten. It's just it's the same sort of scenario. Preble was a great ride. Teo was ten out of ten, and J Mac just produced a twenty out of ten. To and win we've the race. seen
3: it all through the carnival, though. Yeah. Like some of those J Mac and Ollie rides. I mean, Ollie's just you know that's what you've got to do to win these races in the grand final days. You need the bit of luck, but you also need inspired rides. And that's in the, you look at the look at that blanket finish in the in the Cantala. You know, it's, it's just the bit of luck and the great great rides. They all rode their horses really well. But um, it's it's grand final time and you need to produce.
1: I was sitting up on the couch last night having a red wine and a Kit Kat and I tell you what, I've needed oh, yeah. a, I've need, needed That's exactly what I had. I needed a lot of red wine <laughs> and a lot of gin to get I over had a Tuesday. Kit Kat last night. But I I watched the racing.com two minute video with Chris Waller with his aftermath and the catch up interview, and I couldn't believe that Chris Waller was genuinely not going to run it. And as you say, had well, a strong international presence been there. All these well weighted internationals, he probably he doesn't run. run. And he was nearly that's not going to run. He's either the world's greatest actor,
3: or he was generally uh, thinking that about. Was in the, that was in the back of my mind when I, heard I couldn't that, believe going, it. That's why I sided against her and in my numbers because I just you just and that's I'd say that stemmed from the flat run in the um, Turnbull, was it? Mm. And I worried about her then. I said, oh, what's happened here? That's very unlike her. Um, and that was Flemington and, and whatnot. So then she ran well, but he's yeah he. With the weight, the, you know, she had to break weight carrying records mm. as a mare, and you can see probably why I don't know. But um, he said the bloods are a thousand percent. That's why he ran.
1: What about the filling in uh,
2: incentivized league, have you heard any inside uh, uh, I, track gossip about that, or is it just general swelling? Oh, I would imagine he's had a tough run there. He's mm. had a tough spring, hasn't he? He's sort of raced deep throughout the autumn now into the spring. Um, I would a lot of horses probably caught that at the end of their preparations, oh. and saw a video of him this morning. first thing
3: this morning when I woke up. First thing was always mood's yeah. video of him giving him a swim and. Said, look, he's still a bit he, – he felt the run. Um, you he, oh, he tried his guts out. He's going to the paddock like full, as soon as the rain stops.
2: Full credit to the winner. Like, it was a great win by her to carry 57 kilos and last man to do that was Maccabi Deva. But for him to carry 57 and get to where he has this spring and oh, be phenomenal, second-best I think stale. Like it's, you
3: saw the margins back to fifth. That, that's the other thing, you know. Look at the margins. It's floating artist runs fourth, sixth links to fifth. Those second, third, and fourth have all run terrific. Yeah, The Spanish mission's got straight of various forms. Incentivizes our best – one of our stars, and Floating Artists was the one we landed on as the the improving one with no weight. They all ran super.
2: I think, like, although James McDonald, like, I think he's clearly our best jockey. He's shown that this spring. He's come down and absolutely dominated Melbourne. Mm. I I reckon it's good for him to win a cup because he's probably not going to get that many opportunities. Like, he can't ride light. No. So that's probably the only opportunity he's going to get, those, you know, horses with the real class, Top weights, and that—that's probably you know one of the only opportunities he's really yeah, going to get. Great to, to see win his up, emotion so. after it. He was, he was he, yeah, it was it was great. To he's see. a showman. He's always been a showman. Like mm. he puts on an absolute show coming back to scale. But it's good for the sport. And it's good. I mean, just again, the sport—he's had his ups and downs.
3: He like Ollie and the blokes who are suspended at the moment. That's it. We've all, oh, we've all had troubles and things. I've, I've in my time in racing. You're you right. It's, its a game of ups and downs and peaks and troughs.
2: And um, here he's back at back at the top. So it was good on him. J Mac back on as well. He had uh Few different riders yeah. on this prep, DLA, lady, absolutely. Zaki this Saturday, J Mac back on, so could be a bit Good of a rider change. There. We love a rider change.
1: Mm, it's, uh, yeah. In hindsight, it's just uh, it's just so simple. I spoke to uh, Hutchie from Racing.com last night, and she finished uh, so strongly in the Cox Plate, probably in the wrong part of the track, and uh, it's just crazy. If you uh, follow the SP profiles, we didn't tip against her on the show. We the, a lot of us had her for uh, second and third, but we couldn't really. We got blinded by the
3: favourite a little bit. But the, even the way they say like. like the models are arguably a lot smarter than I or we are. It mm. looked like there was going to be a, a wafer, and then they just threw her out at the end, you know. Mm. looked like she was going to run $16 hard and then she, the next in. thing she's $20 plus. And I think, I think uh, uh, Tristan was top odds, late, you know, trying mm. to get her in, so... And he might have had a good result on it. It's uh, a remarkable effort
1: uh, that Liam O'Keefe did with the track on Tuesday. It was absolutely prepped to the minute. And uh, overnight, we've, it just didn't stop raining all afternoon at my place uh, down near Caulfield. Um, and it's come up uh, soft six, as uh, Juppy informs us in the and YouTube it, chat. So if you want to uh, fire in any questions, I'll try and keep my eye on the YouTube chat. Uh, and you can uh, put one around. Uh, I'm
3: a soft seven. I live a soft seven. I'm from Flemington. And it pissed down. Mm. Oh, where were you? But it pissed down. Um, so what we had 30, 30 something an inch we had a bit over an inch yeah. 30 mils so That's um and for that track to turn up like it is like we said we pot it we pot it not pot it but sometimes people say oh, it dries too quick and it gets too firm and whereas in a scenario like this this is working out this is why they got the drainage so good because they're going to race on a good a nice surface today
2: yeah well coming into tuesday had to smash it with water like absolutely smash it with he water. put 30 mils on it yeah so now Look, he's just had the natural rainfall so he's probably it. in a better position now than what he was mm. and the truck's definitely gonna dry out today. Um fence so. off, maybe? Scouting wide, rail out like five. It, it hasn't been a disadvantage to be back to the fence. I'd probably say it's been an advantage. Yeah, so saving oh, saving, it's it's been on.
3: saving ground, I mean, yeah, saving ground in the big has you know, been it an advantage.
2: Look, you'd love to see it. There's a few horses that are real good chances today, drawn out wide, we're gonna need those wider swooping runs. So um yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the rail if it is a six to start, it's kind of chops out a little bit and they might start to get off for sure.
1: All right, it's going to be uh, a massive show. We've got the assaulter from Malta back. He tipped on Thunderstruck. Mr. Brightside was his other uh, best bet. So he got uh, one out of two, though, but as we said on uh, didn't it,
3: didn't the Melbourne get beat, Cup didn't show. It, I reckon it got beaten that far and missed the place, didn't it? Who? Mr. Brightside. It was a huge run. It runs, you know. it, Mr. Brightside, yeah, that's, that's my go. What about on it each way, <laughs> back that far, missed the place. There no, it is. Sick, we'll get uh, Nico's
1: best bet today and we'll start uh, sinking our teeth into the stakes day card on Saturday. But uh, first, we're going to uh, have a chat to one of our foes, but uh, he's a friend of the show and a sponsor of the show is uh, Tristan Merlihan up at the Gold Coast, looking very relaxed. How are you, mate? Yeah, g'day,
0: g'day, skirt. Yeah, a bit, bit relaxed up be a little bit uh, quieter than Tuesday morning, so uh, yeah, it was a busy day Tuesday and... Um, yeah, ready for a big day Oaks day now, but yeah, still getting everything set up and ready
1: to go. Mm. I guess the shape of your books dictated to the price of the favourite. Like, cool. how often do you see a horse run around? Sort of, or you get to you get to lay it in multis. I guess at two dollars forty, and then out out on the day, it got to about two dollars ninety at Top Sport. I saw and um, a little bit higher on the fair and things like that. But uh,
3: and as a, a bookie, and I'm mm. sure Tristan would have said, I mean, how, how many how many macabre deep would have been the last one to run as short she mm. ran five to two or something so <clears throat> he said here's a chance you know we've got a short favourite in a melbourne cup here's a chance balls and, of steel yeah and he said well, here's our chance and then good on him for having a good result he's obviously supposed to taking it on and um got the Chockies. Mm.
1: how would you say uh turnovers tracking on the carnival year on year for you guys uh with COVID and i guess the the coverage uh how do you how do you feel it's tracking
0: yeah, it's going really well. I think our turnover each of the days over the last little while has been up about 10 to 20% on each day. Um, but the impressive thing from our point of view is the number of customers involved and the number of bets we've taken, which have both been double last year, which is a, a really good result from our point of view. It means a lot of a lot of extra customers are engaged. We're sort of starting to pick up a few more of the, you know, the, the, the smaller $10, $20, $50 punters, which obviously from our point of view is something... It's great. We're still going to maintain our real stance in the market of taking a big bet. So we'll always facilitate those pro punters and the bigger punters. But to be able to get a wider spread of business has been great. But in terms of the turnover, it's been ten or twenty percent up, which I thought was going to be unlikely to achieve or hard to achieve after the COVID side of things last year. Uh, so yeah, we're really wrapped with the results. We've obviously done a few things our customers would have understood. We, we've done a few things there that's um, you know generating a bit of extra interest, which which I, I think is a positive, and, and, and hopefully the last couple of days of the carnival repeat those sort of numbers.
1: Mm. If you're betting uh, best of the best to win 100,000, you're having a, a fair swing there, so uh, full credit to you guys for uh, taking him on.
3: And just on that on the cup, Tristan, did you notice any difference in um, sort of with the lack of internationals? Is there sort of more more interest, like you said, more say more bets, more singular bets or something like that, say, with a, with a field full of or half full of internationals, more, so local horses, a bit more interest?
0: Yeah, well, we, we, we took, I think our turnover on the Cup itself was up about 20% or 30% on last year, uh, but the number of bets were up huge, like there was just so much interest, there were obviously two schools of thought, there were punters either wanting to be with a favourite or, be, or opposed and they might have backed three or four in the race to take it on, so we were lucky with, um, you know, I think most of the pro money was all over the favourite. We we, uh, we were laying that best of the best product, work and we took five 50k bets best of the best in the last mm-hmm. half an hour before betting opened from your real hard and tough professionals. Uh, they they sort of obviously saw the, the price of the horses as overs, and, um, you know, we actually had a rated odds on. Like, I, I was sort of thinking it's going to be very hard to beat, but by the same token in a cup when you got one that short you've just got to put it in and you've you've got to hope for a little bit of luck and that's what happens so it's sort of a it's a different mentality you know trying to think that way but the biggest race of the year you 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 know as a bookmaker you just got to stick your favorite in and then and hope to get a result and catch it at the right price as Scootstead said like we were lucky laying in a few multi's earlier so we put ourselves in a decent spot in that regard but yeah the number of tickets number of turnover was huge it's been the biggest carnival in terms of interest I've seen, which is great to see. And, yeah, hopefully it just continues to grow uh, leaps and bounds.
1: Know you own a couple of horses, you might have to send uh, Mr. Waller a horse or a, uh, a case of penfolds for uh, getting incentivized uh, beat. Are the smarts winning for the carnival? Obviously, it was a good day for most of us guys in here on Saturday, but uh, Cup Day, most of, yeah, as you sort of said, most guys I know absolutely launched uh, head first into floating artist and incentivized. But uh, are the smart punters winning at this stage?
0: Yeah, it's been a bit of an up and down carnival. Like, um, Co- uh, sorry, Caulfield Cup Everest Day were were really well. That was a really bad day. Manicato Stakes was a really bad day, and then Derby Day, a lot of well backed things. One, we managed to sneak out and get a win there. But there's there's been some really big goes on horses. I've I've seen the the sharper punters sort of change their mentality a little bit. Um, our bigger, you know. Our, our biggest sort of sharper type has changed their mentality a bit over the last year or so, where there's just been really big plunges from that 25 to 20 or 20 minute to 25 mark in each uh, metro race. Now, the big race when our limits escalate, and I've seen some big goes like that Derby, when it was one of the biggest goes I've seen for a long time. That was huge, and we laid that two or three times in that little window, and that caused the you know the the stark or steep short. And so, keep an eye on that for all your punters out there in that little window, 20 to 25 minutes, I've just noticed that's been a shift in dynamic over the last year. Um, and, yeah, there are, you know, I, I think it's been sort of common to that trend. I, I think a lot of the the smart punters have had good days on Derby Day, really good days on Everest and uh, Caulfield Cup Day. And then, you know, we we, we, we got NO's in front on Melbourne Cup and then probably cots Plate Day, we had a slight lead as well. So it's been you know, up and down. But, yeah, I, I think they're holding their own, the, the winning punters, but it's just been a bit dictator by the day.
1: Mm. Yeah, Hitotsu was just off the map, eight bucks on the top sport early bets, and I think he sp around the $4 quote, and Minaj was another cave-in, and as DK okay. says, that those last favourites of the day, how big are they for you, like at Adelaide or uh, Sydney or Brizzy, uh, and even uh, Minaj on, on Saturday, to get a favourite beat in the last race, what does it mean to you guys?
0: Oh, the, the last race of the day. Like aside from the real features, obviously your, your feature on the on the the day is the biggest race of the day. But then aside from that, the last race is just so pivotal. It's the one where it makes or breaks your day. You know, punters are either playing up their winnings or they're um, you know trying to. Get themselves out of a little bit of trouble. So our last result obviously dictates a lot, and, and there's, there's been a few a few results that have that have lobbed our way, but a few a few horses been very much truckloaded in the last as well have lobbed earlier in the carnival. So it's it, it's it's the the second biggest day race of the day. I uh, no no doubt at all.
3: Might have to have a word to the Jake Nortons of the world to program mm.
1: your Ayrton's and all your good things. Just be, as the last race.
3: The, the two, um, you you know the difference in the like, say, Fangirl winning the first was oh, a big yeah. go, but compared to Minhaj, mm. like it'd just be chalk and cheese in mm. the book. And Tristan say that like a first win a snow into a last win a snow, in it'd just be triple or. Or five times the amount, you
1: know. What would you say the uh, the biggest or worst result is that had surprised people out there? Have you been uh, stung by something that was a little bit peculiar? Has anyone uh, pulled off a, a big rort? We, we, we spoke about Liam Howley last Friday night when uh, he set one off, uh, yeah. and then it was a massive go on Tuesday, Tuesday. for his horse uh, station well, one. I couldn't believe it. I think uh, some of the other corporates bet $67. At one stage, I saw $5. Has there been an out wide sting, apart from DK's packages on a day to day basis, Tristan? Is there there any big uh, cave-ins or sticky ones?
0: Yeah, there's been a, a few sort of. We've we played a few rougher ones. I remember on uh, Derby Day actually, we got pinged on a, f- a couple of those early races, 15 dollars, which were disappointing. And I'm sort of struggling to remember the names, but the one that the one that uh, comes to mind that was our worst result. Like you can sort of cop the Caulfield Cup. Winner, you can cop the Everest winner there right in the market and if you do, you you know, you you get belt on those, so be it. But the one that was our worst result of the carnival was actually the Manicato stakes winner. Uh, That was absolutely truckloaded and it was truckloaded early And then, normally, when it gets to that, you sort of get a little bit of respite late. They push a few of the other uh, horses when when it's probably over, uh, you know, moved over the top in terms of the move. But it just kept coming. I I haven't had a a result as bad as that uh, for a a long time. And uh, we lost on literally every race on that card bar one. So it was a very sad and somber leave to the office on Friday night there at the Manicato. That was our worst wait by a long way.
1: Beautiful. And what about uh, the minimum bet laws? Obviously, Oh, we're wrapped to have them um has it no have you noticed uh, has it been a good thing or a bad thing and surely uh we can sustain this and the trial will just get extended won't
0: it oh you'd hope so like i, I think it's a really positive uh outcome for everyone like i, I think we've seen bigger moves and uh, earlier in the piece which like you only look at katatsu for example like that that move maybe last year you see, oh, it's ten dollars into five fifty before the official flux open. Is it a real move or is it not? But you know now that it's genuine money, it's genuine activity. Uh, so it's it's great for the marketplace. I think it makes the the market you know more efficient earlier, and it gives us the ability to open our shoulders earlier as well on those big races like. We've been betting everyone to win 25000 on the on the Group 1s from the moment we release our prices because we know everywhere now the markets are very, very solid. So I think it's a great outcome. It just extends that trading window, which I think is so important uh, from a punting point of view, from a bookmaking point of view, and it's got to have an impact on turnover. I haven't seen all the official figures, but surely it's 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 creating a different dynamic. People are actually talking about these early moves now, which is so vital, and, and it just keeps the, the, the sport in the spotlight for long, longer periods other than just race day. Exactly, it's, spot it's,
3: on. it's been the most important thing to happen to my, my own stuff. I mean, as a sole trader for the last five years, probably Nico, I don't know about you, but Yeah, it's, just, big, yeah. it's been it's been big to be able to, you know, like a horse and, and then be able to tip it to the subs as well and they can get on. I know you're bluing about New South Wales yeah. still haven't followed and a few other states are still yet to follow. I was going to have a bet. Maybe one of the ones the other day, and tried to have a bit somewhere and couldn't get on. You know, I said, like, "Gee, that's felt weird because mm. we've been able to get on, we're able to get on with Tristan and everyone on on early Narnica." But
2: like Tristan said, the early money can mean something now. Mm. You know, you can well, you can see it that you know maybe a tipping crew stepped in there or someone really likes this thing. It's not just it's a some bloke go. having fifty bucks fluff. on it and yes, it's right. a straight off. Yeah, right? exactly. I think it's been a it's been a big plus. Uh, today might be a good day for Tristan. It looks a bit of a bookies day. I think Saturday that's going to be a telling point in the carnival a lot of short price favorites Small nature fears. nature strip <laughs> zaki Maltese Maltese will be a plenty there so uh they could have to uh have, have a little lead into that because right. I think they'll need it but they do there I say, they let you off with the last race. That is the hardest race of the entire carnival. There's form lines from everywhere. Last race of the carnival, everyone's looking for a get out. It's bloody oh, seven. It, it a big race, though. It always oh, is. There you go. Giving have
3: Tristan the heads up to tell the, tell the boys, open the shoulders in the last.
2: Big uh, <laughs> big move
1: here uh, in the Oaks today. I think you guys are betting uh, to win 25,000, best of the best. And uh, Willowy has been 420 into 320 this morning, which is a a monster go.
3: That was this morning. I looked this morning though. I was- Three to one each, all that equal
1: favourites. Yeah, right? four twenty uh, into three twenty in the last okay, sort of well, forty five minutes. Yeah, well, yeah. Someone's yeah, one, pulled the that trigger. That one's seen
0: a huge go. Will uh, we? We 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 laid it just before I came on here. Uh, as I said, we're, we're not just we're betting twenty five k best the best, but we're betting twenty five k fixed odds as well from now. So it's been hit to the limit three times already since uh, since the scratchings have come out. So it's been a massive go, and and, and I think as as you said uh boys, like the move means something. Like it's not as though it's a, mm. uh, a five hundred thousand dollar bet setting it off. Like we've we've taken k stake bets on on that runner in the last sort of half an hour from sharp sharp crew. So it's obviously getting to its right price. Uh it seems like that's going to be the one. It'll be interesting where the best of the best money sits now. But um yeah, it, it's 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 a good race. There's a few chances in it. There was a little bit of a push for a few of the rougher runners early, but now it looks like they're uh, they've all got their hearts set on willowy Interesting. That's
3: I mean that's that's it's smarts waiting for the scratchings there mm. and then finalising their prices Yep, and then saying hello. So they're not betting yesterday. They've got to wait for scratchings, very very um, disciplined and everything like that.
2: They wanted to see the rain, obviously. Yeah. She's she's mm. performed well on heavy tracks and before. Put, put, so put the track that's, rating in. That's all a big that's,
3: thing. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, that'd be telling money, I'd say.
2: Definitely uh, look the one.
1: All right. Uh, I think that's uh, any more questions for. Uh,
3: no, it's been good. Tristan. We've got a good spiel off Tristan. Right. Good luck in the next couple of days, but uh, not too much. <laughs> yeah, the pun is on the right side of the ledger. Outstanding. Uh, uh, thanks for that,
0: guys. Good to have you yeah. on, and uh, we'll spell speak You see, no doubt
3: can't
1: wait. All right, good luck uh, Tristan and uh, hopefully yeah as DK says the uh, the punters can claw back on top from uh, cup day and uh, we can go up 2 to 1 and uh, make it a 3-1 victory for the four days of uh, the cup carnival. Jason, uh, as a party, joins us next. So make sure you uh, just check out that uh, that uh, best of the best product with uh, Topsport. So, if you, you can't wait and fish around for the prices, you can just uh, bet off their flux and uh, you get the tote guarantee. So, it's, uh, it's a forget. nice bet and forget type product there at topsport.com.au. They're our major sponsor. They take big bets, they're legit. Uh, so, if you're getting uh, limititis, uh, you can uh, get your account and get your bets set with topsport.com.au. Jace, welcome to the show.
5: Boy, good to be here.
1: There he is. Mate, to uh, <laughs> Tell you what, you must be uh, just a spring in your step. I'm thunderstruck. It was uh, never in doubt. It was a pretty easy watch. He just roared over the top account to Ruby, who was gallant. We touched upon it on Sunday's show. And Mr. Brightside, he, uh, he ran the race of his life. A little bit uh, stiff there, but uh, no way. Yeah. Uh, no,
5: I was in Nothing the weather undies said. listening to Akadaka, but I couldn't get the killers on uh, with the same enthusiasm after it. But uh, anyway, it's a great handicap race. It was a length between the first four, and um, yeah, close but um, worthy winner. Superstorm, good handicapper, and a top horse.
3: Been a few races between then and now. Assaultor, how you been handling Handle Cup Day
5: and handled Cup Day? Well, Kite and Cup, are we talking about DK or? Oh, quite, or no? well, I, oh, how's I, that,
1: Froggy up the froggy, fence? Oh, yeah,
5: think, no, that Kite was fantastic. Was a fill-up yesterday. Um, <laughs> Because it was just rails in run all day. You could not win off the fence except Brazen Brando. Um, And money kept coming for the wrong horses and just kept backing things on the rail. Um, But you
3: had to. You had to see that because Kyneton, mate, the rail is, when it's wet, is never any good. Mm, Never. they always come down the middle. George George Bourne and Yendel are saying after they won race two, well, that'll be it. Inside puddles are going to fill up with water. you have got to come down the middle, and all of a sudden you couldn't be up. You'd be on the fence.
5: Just, just yeah, I heard that Yendall interview, and I went, "Okay, enough to adjust here." But it just mm. it just stayed. Um, yep. So yeah, back Indiana, oh. Lilley, I was watching Froggy trying to see, and I was yelling at him to just go the rail and you win. And um, she's amazing. flying that that man absolutely. It was, ama- it was
3: amazing footage to see. Did you watch any? Did you watch yeah, it, did his I interview did, yeah. with Warren Huntley? Because mm. he come back just covered him the yeah. whole shooting match. He had three pairs of goggles on, Then they showed the replay of him wiping his goggles, pulling them down. And flicking them off Flicking the them straight. off, and then you said, i just rail through
5: and just hope that W Couldn't see did. anything. Couldn't see. <laughs> Couldn't see. But she, in all they said, honesty, a lot of jockeys would have stopped riding. Like, mm. thank God we had a Tasmanian on it. Uh, yeah, no, they
3: did well. They did well to get through, and that track held up really well. Was, yeah, anyway, they Get it on did. to They a, even tried yeah. to
2: get through the
5: last.
3: Yeah, the they tried to get through to
2: the last. That we're going out. I yeah, I know, that was was
3: flooded. Anyway,
2: cup
5: day left me a pretty numb, I must say. I'm a huge, very elegant fan, and have a few debates on Twitter around you know, she's a champion, she's an out and out one. And I don't think there's any debate anymore. <laughs> but uh, I saw the 28 bucks on Betfair about five minutes before the race, and uh, I, I put a hundred on her just to chop out. I'm like, uh, why didn't I just keep pressing? So I, was, I felt like oh, I cheated on my misses like, in a way, like, Not like up. like
3: like everyone after she's bolted in your son, you're, saying, well, uh, well, yeah, you're more attached there's to a lot grade, of people
5: feeling like me. But look, I managed really? to break square we on the day, which I was really happy with because I, mm. I thought it was a tough day to win. And um, but yeah, anyway, we press on. Sometimes, on thank God sometimes, for
1: Titan. Sometimes you just need to learn a lesson. You can get ahead of yourself, and you go have a big fill-up derby day, and then sometimes you just need a bit of a kick in the nuts to get yourself uh, back down off your cloud, because the oh, punt's just never that ha, That was well, race never that easy.
2: for me. I, race <laughs> one, I found the Quedalla, and I thought this is going to be the easiest day I ever. Mean, they cleared out. I thought, we are on here. This is going to be a big one, and then I didn't find a winner for the rest of the yeah, day.
3: Yeah, no, that's like, oh, you say occasional kicking the nuts. I, get, I give myself <laughs> regular regular kicking the nuts. Because it is, it's, you know, like I'll have a good weekend on the Monday, then you'll just go, oh, you might have a bet that it's 50-50. You might push the envelope a bit, and then all of a sudden you have a strip out, and oh, what have I done here? Kick yourself, pull pull up. You know, don't get ahead of yourself. Mm. You know, don't oh, yeah.
2: know. There's be punters out there, complete uppercut, not back and very elegant, like Jace. I mean, said, not she's, a lot. Said. Yeah. she's got the thirties. I'm like the second <laughs> favourite, and I've barely got a result out there. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah, a great game. You never, uh, you never stop learning. Now, Jace, you're a uh, you're a bit of a tape watcher, and I've just uh, pulled one from the vault here, and I just want to know when did you transition from a mad fan to uh, a mad punter? This is from 2012. Uh. Metal- Metal it's Bender's Casey's George Ryderwin. Who's this absolute pest in the background of uh, C.J. Waller? Who's this like? yeah,
5: Excuse- well, I, um The famous uh, mint bet, Casey McCutcheon, I was on the phone <laughs> to him before this and I said, dead set. I was on rekindled interest this day at 33 to 1, launched on it. Metal Bender, first never ran another race. It was first up after 18 months off, never raced again and it beat me in a photo. And um, of course, Waller's, that's when the crying started back then, <laughs> the metal bender one, and I was on the phone to uh, a good friend, Casey McCutcheon from Midbet, um, my very, very close mate, and uh, got on the phone and said, I'm going to bomb Waller here on on, uh, on TV, just watch it.
3: While,
1: while he's bored. And he's
5: recorded it and never, ever, ever let me live it down.
1: <laughs> it was a matter of time before we played on the show, wasn't it? Oh,
5: thanks for that. Uh, I knew right. something was coming today, but I didn't know what Casey wanted to be
1: nimble. Ah <laughs> uh, very good. All right. It's a soft 6 out of Flemington today and uh, let's try and find you guys a winner. Uh assaults is, uh first bet comes up in race 7, uh the Melbourne Cup. Carnival Country Final over 1,600 metres. Odds courtesy of Top Sport. And it's Wright uh, and Rose, $4.20 favourite, in from $5.00. Bermudez, $6.50. Real Sensation, one of DK's horses. Is that mm-hmm. right? That yeah. fluctuation, $18 into $8.00. Hickok, $10.00. My Boy Birmingham, $10.00. Hello, broadcast, $11.00. Uh, Legend of Zorro, $15.00. And Typhoon Harmony, uh, 16 Court tape $17.00. And uh, $20.00 or better the rest. We're going to have a look at uh, the last start replay of Real Sensation, your horse it's, here it's from... Horsham, uh, Horsham. Yep. Uh, yeah, something. Uh, um,
5: this race is like the the provincial championship for Melbourne. It's just a fantastic race. Um, a lot of heats, a lot of good horses, culminating in the final today. And real sensation, the Oliver colours on the fence. You can see it go sideways there with the right blinker and hook out about seven wide. And it's it's on the back of the fave here, and she's a fave today, Right and Rose, an unbeaten moody horse. Who uh, unbeaten moody horse is good and gets to the line really well here first up. Um, this horse is a is a top class horse in my opinion. It's got huge ability. Um, one one a maiden um, at stall from memory.
3: We um, remember it well, mate. Then, we remember it well. Remember, I tipped it that day. Oh, no, I yeah. know. Yep. We oh, it, it was a buck, buck
5: forty at SP. Uh, well, well, we, we, well we, took, we took,
3: we took, tipped it at black figures or something. Oh, oh did uh, you? Uh, That's good, uh, good. Good tipping.
5: Then it went to Mooney Valley on on All Star Mulder.
1: Yeah, no. What
5: day? That was just a bog. It was last flew home, got beat a lip. Then it's gone to Flemington, huge run, 1 over 1,400, gave a Rathlin weight that day. In one of Wright and Roses races, it also has formed through Rathlin, so I can measure it up through the Fave. Um, and on its last start um, at Horsham, which is pretty unsuitable distance for a back marker, um, it showed first up that it's after a you know five-month layoff, that, that this horse is back. Um, top Sport, God bless them, they went up $18 this horse um, and they let you on for a boost still, which is amazing. So I got $21 this horse. Um, still nine bucks around. It's still a good each way bit, I think. Um, look, there's a lot of promising horses in this race. Um, my boy, Birmingham, um, you know, real sensation. Ride and Rose the Faye, but it's drawn the outside gate Nolan. So you're going to need a lot of luck, but I think she can still win. Um, Hickok down the bottom Two starts back Beat Flying Mascot Who went and pissed in On Cox Blake Day And behind that Was Vitruvius Who got on One well on Geelong Cup Day um, She ran second Behind Bermudez Last start That was Dynamite Leaders at Sale So there's a lot of speed I'm banking on a lot of speed This horse is going to be Back at Flemington um, We need speed on um, want Billy Egan coming in the middle of the track, which I think today will be the better part of the track um, by race seven. I think the inside's going to chop out. Uh, we know handles are wet after All-Star Mile Day, and if the pace is on, this horse will be flying home um, and I think is a great each-way bet in a very, very competitive race and a great addition to Oaks Day, um, this race. Absolutely love it.
3: Yeah, couldn't agree more with that. Uh, I've been watching the heats... And uh, you can say it's only, it was a, as I said, it was a heated horse. It was a $100,000 race. It's a proper race. The first two over the line get automatic entry. So that was Ride and Rose and Real Sensation. And I'd be thinking, I'd be like, I I think Real Sensation, very good chance to turn the tables on Ride and Rose off that race, particularly back to Flemington. I mean, that's a small, short straight. And Real Sensation, you know, much better suited at the big, the big straight, and I think there, like my boy Birmingham's got a roll, doesn't he? He's a, he's a roll on, on speed. Bermudez will be up on speed. It's good speed, yeah. yeah. So I think there'll be enough speed, to, you know, getting a good rhythm and finish off. And um, he's he's just yeah. We I found him very very early doors. Yeah. That real sensation. Yeah, look, he's a, he's you a, know, he's a nice the, horse.
5: the thing is in this race is all the top trainers are in it, and Luke Oliver, you know, doesn't train a lot of winners. Um, but he, you know, this would be his marquee horse. Um, Billy Egan's going okay. Um, look, as I said, it's a super competitive race, but um. You Know even at today's price, the thing is, at Horsham, it's a short straight. He was making ground on the turn there on a tight turn, very hard to do. To DK's point, plenty of time to balance up here. Um, and just you know, just get into his stride, you know, a good 400 450 meter straight of Flemington. And if he's flying down the middle, you'll, you'll hear me cheering wherever you are.
1: Tell you what, this uh, hello broadcast. Uh, this Irish horse is an interesting runner. It comes through a $100,000 race there at Cranbourne. Yes, same, same. And i tell you what, some owners here, you've got C. Hutchison, you've got Jace Tan, D. Flindell, uh, Dan Malecki, Matt Hill. And, uh, Hello, Broadcast. Hello, uh,
3: Broadcast. We Hello Broadcast. Hello Broadcast. How much about this one? Oh, I knew it, it had a long time off, didn't it? And then ran it uh, yeah, ran like, really well at Cranbourne.
2: Mm. Mm, it was really well backed first up at Cranbourne, started favourite, and then didn't do much. Last start, he was better. I got back and hit the line real strong. I think he would have been right in play if he had to draw a draw gate. He's probably going to have to be back with Wright and Rose and real sensation of what we've seen. Um, they may have the better of him. It looks like they got the stronger form lines. Like he's coming through a sixty-four, whereas the race they came through was a seventy and probably a stronger race. So, look, he's in the game, but I, you would have much rather he drew a gate for sure. All right, so looks a setup though. Looks a complete setup job, like a few of these. But
3: oh, it's, yeah, see, these are all set for it. You know, it's a grand final, so um yeah, it's a great race.
1: All right, it's a question from the YouTube chat. So uh, if you're uh, in YouTube chat, we're in watching the show live. Fire in uh, any runner, and we can uh, just throw a curveball to the uh, the guys who've done the form in here. All right, let's have a look at uh, the Kennedy Oaks today, the uh, the feature on the card. And as we said earlier, it's been uh, Willowy who's been heavily backed, even this morning, uh, four twenty into three. Twenty from a high of four eighty. Elusive Express is four eighty out from three seventy. Daisies is five dollars. Biscayne Base, six. Glint of Hope eight dollars, and then uh, Deucer at eighteen dollars. Morris Set uh, twenty one, and you can get uh, much much better. The rest we'll have a look at uh, the last start win of Willowy here, flying down the outside in
2: the uh, the Godolphin uh, blue. Easy watch for you, Nico. Wasn't on this day, but I'm on for this race, so uh, hopefully <laughs> she can get the the cash in the oaks and. Uh Yeah, I think I'm on at twenty six bucks or something. So,
5: hey, really, Patriot hopefully survives. Great bet. I think. um, Look, my analysis of this race is: um, look, there's a lot of you know form lines all tying in together, and yet you have to try and and work your way through it. Um, So, how I've the narrative I'm taking on this race is: um, well, firstly, the Wakeful is is no doubt the key lead up for this race, and the last eight winners, um, four of them have won the Wakeful and the Wait for Winners also run a second, third, and fourths, um, and one hasn't run. So it's on history, it's going to perform. Um, the thing that worries me about Elusive Express, and, and when markets first came out, I went I, I went bang on Elusive Express, um, but now I'm actually wavering because if you actually look at that 1,000 guineas form, um, you know, sort of yearning, yearning beat Elusive Express, Forbidden Love was unlucky in that race, um, but Willowy went past yearning um, like it was standing still there on Saturday. Um, forbidden Love didn't do anything out of the thousand guineas. There hasn't been a lot of form out of that thousand guineas. So, the narrative I'm taking, right or wrong, even though the wet's going to suit, and I believe the trip's going to suit Elusive Express, is that I'm, I'm penning the, the thousand guineas form. Um, I want to be with Willowy. I think Daisy's absolutely PR'd on, in the wakeful. Um, and there's been a lot of talk the, the track was amazing for me there was no doubt that the fence was an advantage especially early on Saturday um, so I don't believe the narrative I'm taking is that Daisy's can't turn the tables on Willowy based on that It was just behind leader on fence got out um so for me can't can't beat Willowy um, the other the other two winners that have have not come through the wakeful in the last eight years are Jamaica and Set Square, both Kieran horses. He Went through the vase and the ethereal with both of those mm. horses. Admittedly, they both won them Jamaica and set square. Um, Biscayne Bay here is the other one that interests me.
1: Let's have a look um, at her replay. Let's look get uh, at that. that he
5: was running that ethereal race where there was no speed, daisies went around him. It's in the Australian bloodstock colors here. Um, and nothing really rang on. I mean, Glinda Hope did, and yeah, she's a chance, but if you just watch the last 100 metres here of Australia, of Biscayne Bay and the Australian Bloodstock colours, um, it just – I'd really like the way it finishes off here. If you watch that last 100, um, it just, to me, eats up that ground. It's going to run 2,500 on that. Um, blinkers go on today. Bowman goes on. Mm. Two big, big switches. Um, so I'm going to say Willowy top pick um, – I'm surprised that it's that short. $3.20 this morning when I looked it was four twenty. There's a bit of three eighty around, but Topsport must have got hammered on it. Um and I'm gonna back Willowy. I'm gonna save on Biscayne Bay. And an absolute roughie was the horse that ran next to Biscayne Bay and that Ethereal Morissette.
4: Mm. Um,
5: but that's a narrative I'm taking. All these form lines, you know, are tying together. Nash on to Hope could get her home. Um if you want to back a maiden in a group one. Um so that that's a narrative I'm taking. Um, I a think, tough race.
1: Mm, I think uh, I, I'd probably agree with your analysis there. Willowie just looks like an absolute line finder, and I'd I'd like the last bit of work from Biscayne Bay DK. Yep,
3: yeah, yep. Yeah, couldn't. Yeah, that was my, that was nearly my thoughts as well. I saw sort of, Willowie when did I say to you, "Nick, oh geez, would be hard up." And you said she was four dollars something. I said, "There's your nearly. There's your Oaks winner," because um, she she ran past Daisy's there, and oh, I'd say so Elusive Express when I saw her equal favourite, and. Um, like I know, it's doing the jump in distance. It ain't no high totsu that was mm. Like it's going sixteen to twenty-five, and it's not Kieran Maher, and it's not it's not high totsu. So mm. um, I would have thought there'd be some query about it uh, doing that jump in distance. So yeah, and then there's those couple of staying ones that um, well, Dead Set stay the trip, Glint of Hope, and Biscayne Bay, um, coming sort of out of the different forms. So um, look, a bit of a tricky race. But uh, the other thing is that Willoughies. Deep, getting deep in her first prep, but um, the further she's going, the, the more she's stepping up, which you've got a good handle on her, Nico, because you, you've you had something on her.
2: Yeah, I, I thought sort of from the yard, um out of the way for as well, she kind of looked like the one that would really be suited out and trip, like the real sort of staying type of a lot of these. Daisy still does a lot wrong in the mounting yard and could exert sort of too much energy in that, and so she's going to have to obviously have a bit in reserve to run 2,500 metres. So I think that's probably a negative for her. Um. I think it's a pretty even oak, so like Willoughie I think is getting short enough at three twenty. Mm. Like the problem for Willoughie is probably the map. If she can't find a position early like she did in the wakeful, like she was off the bit six hundred metres out in the wakeful. If she's off the bit six hundred metres out and have has nowhere to go, like she's gonna need momentum. Mm. And is she gonna get that from barrier number two? You got the right man aboard. I think he's on five oaks, Ollie. But um yeah, there, there's it's not like she's a complete moral or anything like that. But um look, I think she's probably the one to beat. I thought it was even. I think Glint of Hope was a big run in the Ethereal. She gets Barry One here, gets Nash. It's the right camp to sort of get up and trip. She's always looked like a real staying She filly. does, yeah. Wet Just, track's going to suit yeah. her on type. I don't think Black Combs out of the game. I reckon you forgive that Vars run um, where she's probably ridden a bit warm, the run prior in the Hill Smith, she was very unlucky, and then she probably should have gone very close to beating Barb Raider in the Oaks trial, which ties in very well to all of these form ones. She has been the standout pick of all these fillies in the yard. Since day one, Blackcomb, this has been the race they've set her for. Maybe the riding was on the wall last start. I'm probably more inclined to forgive than 30s. I think she's a big price. Morissette's going to stay all day. The key to this race might be Fabiola. She won a Banana Maiden last start, which you're probably more across than me, D-K, but she's a pretty fierce going sort of filly, isn't she? She does a bit wrong. If Froggy sort of lets her go and can break this field up, that's what Ollie will want in Willoway. Will he won't want to slow run Oaks. No. He'll want to bring out the best stayer have a chance to get off the fence, not have to sit and sprint, allow it a bit of momentum, and Fabiola gets out and running out in the front The 100 to one chance, that's his best chance to do that.
1: I'm just, just looking at my futures uh, mm. tickets, and yes. I, I had a decent size spent on Black comb at $14. So $14,
3: yeah. I might have to average up. There's no future in futures. <laughs> I know these blokes will disagree with
1: that, but oh. anyway. You can get lucky every now and then. Outstanding stuff, Uh, Jace, uh Sensational can, analysis. And I can't can. promise that uh, I'm not going to pull that footage out or create a GIF out of it. So I think that uh, needs to be shared far and wide.
5: Oh, that's probably not the worst one that's going around. <laughs> so
3: i <laughs> Oh, well, good. We've got some more to find. We'll have to get on we'll mid do digging. He'll 11. 11 stashed away somewhere.
1: Okay. Race seven, uh, real sensation. And then in the oaks is uh, Willowy and a saver maybe on uh, Biscayne Bay. Thanks, Jace. Good
5: luck. Good luck, everyone.
1: Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right. uh, Punningform.com.au is the uh, database that I use. It's been a game changer and a life changer for me. I found it about four or five years ago, and it uh, blew my mind, the uh, sectional uh, time database that lives in the cloud, and that's where I uh, blackbook all my horses and put my notes. So if I see a flashing light run, I can uh, confirm the benchmark and sectional splits and then I uh, I make some notes accordingly, and I know that DK and Nico are all over this as well. So it's two ninety seven a month, so if you want to uh, step your game up and do the form properly, it's punningform.com.au. Uh, check out. Let's uh, let's go straight through. We haven't got anyone else to uh, link up here. Uh, we'll have a look at race six here, and we might find one this of N- Nico's today? Uh, bets today. Today, the uh, GH Mum Century uh, Stakes Over 1,000 Meters. And the top of the market here is uh, Malkovich. It's been absolutely hammered. $3 into $245. I'm not on yet, so I'm kicking myself here. Written Beauty for $60. Starry Legend, $6. Uh, Varda, $850. A uh, Friend of the show, Matty Barker's uh, got one of the share in that horse, $14. $19. Prezado, Calcani Royale, $21. And uh, much, much better. The rest of the, uh, the replay we're going to have a look at
2: here is Malkovich in white. Yeah, absolute moral here, punters. Don't gray up. 2.45, he'll just win. Uh, comes out of this, out of the grouse, Caulfield sprint. Mark, has been all over this race. Oxley Road started favourite. Curran started favourite. Probably neither ran to, up to their best, but um, I think Malkovich will be improved from this second up. D-Lane drops a whip there at a crucial stage. Has to ride hands and heels. McDougal just gets the better of him late. Actually it gives him a bit of a bump late as well. So this is a much weaker race. Um, as I said, Oxy Road started clear favourite in the length though, sort of on derby day. Looking through this field, like Starry Legend's probably is danger. I think Malkovich probably stalks him. I don't know whether Starry Legend's seasoned enough to sort of go with a 1,000-meter-speed star like um, Malkovich and be sort of good enough to beat him yet in his career. I think he's got talent. He's just got to learn a few things. Like Written Beauty, dead set, she's that hard to catch. She is new stable. Um, Chris Waller did jump out well down the straight, but she's never been a 1,000-meter horse. She's always been better over further um, and brings in this weird sort of mares form. I think the market's predicting she's got to improve, and I think they're predicting she's got to improve too much. Malkovich is completely set for the race. He's a 1,000-meter horse. He's going to be either second or first, going to get in the right spot from barrier number three, Elena aboard. And I was happy to take anything over, even money. I think you could mark this horse hard into the red. It looks a looks a one-horse race to my I think he's probably the better of the carnival. Like He's short, but if you're looking to play multis or anything like that or you need a, a bit of a bank builder for the rest of the day, um, he is it.
3: The... Okay. The SF has dominated down the straight so far, this carnival, hasn't it? I mm. mean, the, the Sydney, and even the one that got beat, was it April Rain? Probably should have won. You know, should have beaten Rich Hips. Was that, was that down the straight? I think it was. Um, yeah, so that's dominant. Now, and the other thing, importantly, and Nicko, we know you've never heard of The Sopranos and never <laughs> heard of WWE and Hulk Hogan and all that. You do know who Malkovich is, don't you? You know John Malkovich. Being John Malkovich, the movie? Or, or in Con Air, Cyrus the Virus. Yeah. You know John Malkovich. No. Go and watch the movie Con Air. <laughs> come back. He's a famous actor, Nico. There you go. So he's a very educating Nico week by week. Culturally. here. Cultural, cultural. Right? Introducing him to all these things. John what's, what's
2: the movie about?
3: Con Air. It's about these prisoners who
2: yeah are travelling on a, a no take over a
3: plane. They get they're supposed to be taken from one prison to a, another prison. Oh, and they hijacked the plane. Hijack the Nicholas Cage. Mm. Yeah, I have. You know se-
2: right? I have seen that. Yeah. Well, the main, the main the baddie, game.
3: the main baddie, and that's John Malkovich. But he's got uh, plenty of other stuff as well. Mm.
1: There's not many Nicholas Cage uh, videos. Oh, that watchable, co- but that, that, watchable, yeah, there's not many of them. <laughs> that's uh, one of them. That's a, a few people movie, in that. the chat group I mean. are asking what the uh, the gin is. It's a Warner's gin. It's a rhubarb gin. And how did you hear what? about it, DK? Just the, in front of your camera there. Yeah. How did you hear about this? The rhubarb
3: gin, which is was it? See on the front of the bottle, says a third of this bottle is rhubarb, pure rhubarb juice. No, just um, to one of the dads one of the dads in the our little uh, Avondale Heights cricket club under 10 crew mm-hmm. said to me, um, I said, What are you putting drink in this summer? I said I found this rhubarb gin. He said, It's hard to find and um, and he loves a beer and loves a look. He's not he's not an out, out wide pick and I said, oh, I love rhubarb, like as I said on the show the other week, if you see rhubarb crumble and ice cream on a menu anywhere, it's just absolute luck. <laughs> along, along with the loaded affogato. <laughs> but um, yeah, so Rube, so we're, in, we're right into the gym. I mean, Scoot introduced me to the four pillars, and I just just drink it by the bottle at the moment. The four mm. pillars love it. So um, thought I'll give this a try because I love a bit of rhubarb. So we, we'll let you know how it goes. I'll, uh, I'll bust it open on the weekend.
1: And, yeah, I lost uh, – I had uh, Allegra on head-to-head with uh, DK oh, on her Totsu and uh, I just had a head-to-head. I, I didn't – there was no yeah. kickers or uh, no handicap start there and I thought Allegra was uh, going to beat him home and uh, got it wrong. So I uh, did my ass there and uh, the rhubarb gin goes to DK. I had some uh, Roku gin. Yeah, the Roku, uh, yeah. I had Roku gin on Tuesday night. Yeah. i tell you what, after three of those, yeah. uh, between sort of 5 and sort of 6.30, I was pretty numb out of uh, the incentivized uh, yeah. loss. So yeah, I, was, I was back. So. I think it's a, it's a good soother, the gin.
3: It is, yeah. No, no, it's been a good find for me. <laughs> so thank you for that. So the four pillars. When you said go get two bottles of four pillars that night, although the bottles are red, he mm. said no, no, it's gin. I said oh, beauty. He said get get tonic and all those. Yeah, thought, the, I, charade,
1: the shiraz, the shiraz, the gin. shiraz, the
3: shiraz gin. But I thought I thought you were telling me to get bottles of red. I'd never no, heard of four no, pillars. No. And then oh, <laughs> grous. Anyway, but let's give the rhubarb gin a go. But there's plenty of good drink, you know, Benny. Cray, and there's a lot, a lot of people love the gin. It's big at the moment, the gin. So if you, if you haven't tried it, get on to it, Nico, You into the gin?
2: Nah, um, i already the gin.
3: Juppie, Juppie, Juppie loves it. He gets the gin sets, though. He gets the gin sets if he has. It can be a depressant for some people, so, gotta be careful the gin sets if you have 20 of them. But anyway. Yeah,
1: Juppie's just chimed into uh, the chat group too, and that's he said, it. "Go watch Rounders. Uh, that's the Matt Damon poker movie. Paying right. him, paying him his money. He plays the Russian in Rounders. In, uh, John Malkovich. Yeah, it's um.
3: Have you seen Rounders? No, I haven't. No, oh, I haven't. mate, it's one of the best uh, gambling oh, movies going around. Well, speaking of okay, Rounders, and another one for everyone to find, Owning Mahoney. Owning Go Mahoney. find it. They um, yeah, mate, mad, mate, bloke who's oh, goes nuts in Vegas. With the, he's a he's a banker or something like that, and grabs all the bank's money and goes to Vegas and he, he made it's fantastic. Philip Philip Seymour Hoffman. There no we you know. go. But just the way he's great he gets the real punter's head on him and <laughs> owning Mahoney's another great gambling movie.
2: Fred in the chat said Big John Malkovich played Secretary's Trainer in the Disney film, so that's know, probably more <laughs> where I know
3: him from. <laughs> there you go. So there you go, Nico. You'll find him. He's good, John Malkovich. Love him. Uncut Gems is another uh, Uncut new Gems. one. Yeah, that yeah. was the uh, Adam Sandler one. Adam Sandler yeah. one. He's
1: about, yeah, Diamond uh Jeez, diamond that's, that's
3: full on that movie. That's yeah, full Kevin on. Garnett's in it. Isn't it? Oh, yeah.
2: full uh, on. very good. They'd you your the whole time. Yeah. Different
3: Adam Sandler mm. to the one that <laughs> that uh, Judah McGavin keeps saying, How do I lose? I well, did this bike by four shots, wearing around his sneakers and everything. You see him in that movie as a hardcore gem dealer. Mm. It's
1: outstanding. All right, let's uh, kick forward to Stakes Day, and uh, we'll get Nico's best on Stakes Day, and we'll head to race three at Flemington, the pin and win, benchmark 80 over 2,000 metres. And uh, Alcyone is a favourite here, 310 into 260 Vitruvius is 420. Uh Tai Chi Goddess is $850. Lunatic Fringe $10. Mr. Cancun, $12. Hasseltoff is 16. And uh, Johan Doe 26. So we're going to have a look at uh, the replay of Alcyone the favourite. Jay
2: Cummings, H. Bowman. Yeah, there's been a scratching here. So he's in a, he was sort of 320 last night, now 260, but probably his key dangers come out of the race, which helps. Um, he should have won this day. No doubt about that. Preble outroad Oli took off on Durston. He hits the front here. Alcione kind of caught napping hits the line the fastest last 200 meters of this race and definitely should have won um looking out of this race i think durston's going to be prominent in any race he runs in next maybe the barrac cup or something like that man canes back to defense. he runs second in the lexus this is just good form this horse is absolutely flying he started five bucks against mr brightside the start before and probably should have gone a lot closer to beating that horse and the run probably beat exit who came come out and run second so the form around him is absolutely huge great. He stays at 2000 meters here um I don't know if Oli got dragged, but Huey goes on here, so he's a good rider of 2,000-meter horses, good gate for Huey, keep him balanced, work into the race. The map looks ideal. The only danger in the race now is Vitruvius, who's mm, right down the bottom of the weights, draws 15. Wish he drew a gate. He's going to have to go right back. That was probably why I was taking him on. I think yeah. he's got talent, this horse. I do think he's probably still a prep or two away before we really see the best of him. He's, he's flying.
3: The horse is absolutely airborne. Yeah, The one horse in that camp that he's flying. Yeah, they're not going too well at the moment. Well, tell me about it. Tell me. Clacker on them. Lately. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, he, he had a few favours there. Joe Long. He got up the fence and didn't have to do the work. He's probably going to have to do here, unless Preble can produce a, a similar sort of ride and get all the brakes, which usually doesn't happen at Flemington on a big day. Um, also, like I said, the, the other sort of horse in the race, uh, Shillaby, came out. So um, sort of 15% deductions there, or 15 cent deductions, I should say. But... 260, he looks very hard to beat, probably in a two-horse race. Gets the map advantage, so another one for your multis and that. And uh, he may drift, you may get a little bit better, but I think 260 is probably the right price now. All right, there's uh, Nico's
1: best on stakes day to uh, open things up. Let's have a quick look at uh, the odds and we'll have a quick chat about a couple of races here. Uh, race six is the Darley Sprint Classic, Nature Strip, $1.30, Bella Nippertina, 11, Ranch Hand, 14, September Run, 16. $19 Splintex, Shakiro, $21 Swat's that, 26 Streets of and 34 and Samersdat, $91. Hard to see Nature Trip getting beaten here. It uh, seems like a weird one. This uh, this race might need a bit of a shake-up or reprogramming. It's $1.2 million barrier trial for Nature Trip by the look of it. And I think, look, Chris Wall is the only one that's sort of gerried and thrown a couple of... Uh, Three year olds and um, back them up, Ranch Hand and Shakira. I was surprised that we didn't see a couple of other horses. I think it's uh, strong prize money three hundred eighty thousand or one hundred eighty for us and, and mm-hmm. second and third prize money. So there's massive
2: prize money if you, your horse can run a place here. Yeah, there is. It's a disappointing race, isn't it? I think they've missed a the trick with Mask Crusader running him in the Classic Legend or the Winner Stakes, whatever they call it, up there in Sydney at Rose Hill. Like all of his worst forms, pretty much at Rose Hill. So. You would have thought he was crying out to get down the straight. I was probably going to back him to beat Nature Strip down the straight, um, just with the potentially mm. could sit a bit closer to him, but he's not here. Nature Strip, what do you say? You probably just win. I don't know he if you want to At least he's here. I mean, he look, it's yeah. good
3: he's here. It's because we've got a flagship horse for one flagship horse for the race. It's just so
2: disappointing. Like, you look at this race last year when Bivouac beat him, and that was one of the races of the spring. Like, mm. um, when they were going head to head, the market was you know, really vibrant there. There was a lot of people in, you know, Nature Troops camp, Bivouac's camp, and Bivouac, one of the best spring performance I've seen down the straight, absolutely owned them. Um, so, you know, having that l- race last year compared to this where it's just going to be an absolute one goal, and Nature Troops probably going to win by five, and the stragglers get in for second and third. Uh, it's a bit of a so no,
3: yeah, it's just nothing, nothing for wagering. It's just one for just a spectacle to see a good horse. Come to the carnival and mm-hmm. tell them up down the straight. But it just uh, yep, oh, we spoke about it last week. What um, what an attack on the race it is that Classic Legends just a mm. act of bastardry. So um, Masara, just add that to the list of. Sort out, please.
1: Mm. Yeah, the Manicato and uh, that race, they're just in tatters at the moment. Uh, another funny one from uh, our man, Juppy. The last time he drank four pillars, he pissed himself and rolled in chook shit at Paul, Pris- Paul Pushka's <laughs> joint. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Juffster>. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, he doesn't do it. him with the gym, Juppy. There we go. Oh,
1: God. All right. Uh, race eight's an interesting one. Uh, it's the McKinnon Stakes, and Zaki tops the market here. Wow, it's... Balls of Steel st- stuff here, $2.35, Zaki, Colette, $5.50, uh, Moanga, $8, Hungry Heart, $10, Private Eye, 11 Cascadian, $12, Superstorm, $12, Homesman, $26, Dallasan $34, and $41.00. Uh, Kai Nautique, uh, oh, you'd, you'd be a really brave man to uh, take the short Zaki. And oh, I met Colette last time, and I don't like the uh, – I think she'll drift from five fifty there. Mawanga appeals for me at $8.00. Uh, and Superstorm, I can see him uh, being strong. Again, he's got that three-length loss to uh, Very Elegant. I think it was in the Turnbull. So the $12.00 uh, appeals to me there. But uh, any thoughts oh, after just- hearing that,
3: market? Well, it's just similar, uh, what Tristan said, in a similar aspect to um, the cup. There's either you're in the favourites corner or you want to back a couple to beat it. Mm. So, uh, look, there's alternatives there. And um, it all hasn't been great with the favourite, as we know. But, you know, the trainer wouldn't run him unless he's 100% and gets J-Mac back on. But uh, I think with uh, with the rain around and, um, you know, there's alternatives there with Colette, Hungry Heart and Superstorm, I, I thought I hadn't done the race in depth. But um, from when I had a quick look, you know. Hum- in Even Hungry Heart was hitting the line. Yeah, now. no, like Hungry Heart back after out to, out to 2002. Yeah, to
2: 2000 like, that's Empire Rose Mares. That's right. And she
3: only won her uh, own age Philly's race, you know. This
2: horse is probably, he, he was laying claims to being our best horse before he got beat last start in the Caulfield Stakes on a firm track at Caulfield in a five horse field where he, he probably, not, he, he was probably the, the run of that race where everything went wrong for him compared to the other runners in the race where probably everything went right misses the Cox plate because an elevated temperature. It's not like he was lame no, he or anything true, like yeah. that. He's yep. just had, had a bit of a cold there or something, and he's got a bit of a fever. And now he's back. They're easy to sort of treat those things. Some antibiotics, just like humans. He'd knock that on the head straight away. He's had two weeks since that. I think the gap between the runs is probably going to do him good. I reckon he definitely would have felt that um, the firm track effects of that Caulfield run, probably why he didn't let down. He traveled so well into that race and then found nothing. That's typically what horses do when they feel the track um, and feel their joints. So... His work at Breakfast with the Best was absolutely outstanding, suggesting he was back and then obviously had the temperature since then. I think it's it's like the cup. You're either backing in the best horse or you find something to beat him. I think you're, you're just backing the best horse. Like if he's here, ready to go, J-Mac's back aboard. He's not taking on much here. Like um, he was going to start 280 in that Cox Plate. Mawanga's run fourth, beating sort of four lengths. I think he's definitely the danger. At $8, like Colette had every possible chance last start in the Empire Rose. That's the absolute mm-hmm. PR. Mm-hmm. Hungry Heart, I, I just don't think she's good enough at this level. Superstorm's got a bit of a question mark at him at 2000 Like, it's a good race, but you have seen a bloody good horse just own this market. He'll probably just own this race. I'm struggling to see him getting beat, to be honest. If he's, if he's anywhere near his best, I think 85% he could win this race. Hmm. I'd probably
1: just, yeah, I'm not overly keen to bet in the race, but I'd be probably having a small uh, little... Peanut on Moonga and Superstorm just for an interest bet, or uh, if top sport are betting the um, money back second and thirds, I think you could back one or both of those runners. And I was surprised
2: they weren't shorter. Like Colette five fifty seems wrong yeah, to me. I think she's she exactly. like eight nine dollar yeah. chance. Yeah, she was on. Why,
3: t- I can see why people people are in a corner though. Yeah, and uh-huh. she was heading
1: towards a Caulfield Cup, so two thousand meters is no qualms. But she'd be probably better suited today with the.
2: Uh, the, the, yeah, it's the like it's when that rain comes Saturday, Saturday like it's,
3: yeah. going next, it's going to be dry
2: next it's going to be rain it depends when it comes Saturday mm. doesn't? if it comes in time for this race mm. it's not going to hurt Zaki he can get through the wet so. yeah he's going to lock the Sting out. Mm. yeah I thought if he's if he's at 100% big yard race for me I'll be the uh, first time I've seen Zaki in person but I thought he definitely improved into his last start off the yard sort of stuff and I think he definitely felt the, the firm effects of that track but yeah very looking uh, very much looking forward to Saturday seeing him in Nature Strip Nature Strip's If you want to learn anything about the parade, just watch our nature trip parades, and that's what you want to find, pretty much.
1: Mm. All right, if uh, if you want to follow Nico's stuff, Mounting Yard Mail for 22 a week, uh, every Wednesday and Saturday in normal time, but uh, he's definitely going to be out there today, Thursday and Saturday for this week. All right, it's one of our uh, favourite segments of the show. I think it's short and sweet this time. It's Mugs moral.
4: Hi, guys. This is everyone's favourite segment, the Mugs moral. Last week's one got scratched. But, I tipped you the winner of the Golden Eagle, and just forget about Forgot You. So, guys, this week, we only gotta wait till 5.25 this week. Race 8, number 1, Rock O'Clock. This horse has been running great. It's beaten Ice Bath, and a horse that won last Saturday at Flemington the last, Majar. Mahija? I can't pronounce his name. But, has one third up before? Good barrier, good jockey. It should be winning. At uh, three dollars ninety, I've seen in my form guide. So guys, mugs, mugs, moral this week is race eight, number one in the hot Danish Rocker Clock. And what does a mug say when he when he finds a backs winner? Go find your bookie. Thank you and good luck, boys.
1: Oh, Mug Pun, I tell you what, he nearly needs the paddock. He, uh, he's a bit croaky. He's, uh, you, he's coming can, to the end of his uh, you, tether. Well,
3: you can understand it in a way if, uh, <laughs> when, you, when he puts up what he eats all of the nights. I mean, he does have the... Five deep-fried food groups covered mm. most uh, most nights of the week. <laughs> Someone said to him, I was like, geez, you eat some shit. <laughs> like,
1: might have to uh, get him on a, uh, a restricted diet or some oh, sort of mate. meal oh, the plan. Coke. There, He's uh, always got the Coke there uh, too. The coke can't, like, can't that's a killer. of the Coke. <clears throat> All right, so uh, race eight, number one, rock o'clock at uh, $3.90 in the hot Danish. Uh, it's at the top of the market there. So uh, fingers crossed, Mug can uh, strike there. And let's have a – I'm surprised they're uh, racing at uh, Rose Hill this week, but uh, you know what they've done. they have scheduled race 10 at uh, quarter to seven again.
3: Darren Did, Flindell will be happy about that. Yeah, Gee, he, he was. He teed off. Now deleted we, 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 tweet. I wonder if you got a phone call from Mr. Oh, Tiffany, would Tiffany would have. have got a tap on the – 4 a.m. tweet too. Oh, so well, he's had a big night. Oh, <laughs> tell us what you really think, Darren. Got the, got the, got the, courage, got the courage up. Yeah. Full of drink. I,
1: I didn't enjoy it last week. Obviously, I, I was having a winning day, so it's good. But uh, I could see a lot of people turning off and uh, not bothering at quarter seven. Like fair go. Like they've got a massive range up there in Sydney. It's either eleven o'clock or half past eleven, and or you, you're, bat, you're batting on until uh, quarter to quarter to seven. Yeah. It's it's hard enough with Ascot, and I don't really play much in Perth myself. Uh, your brother does, T Dogs does. Yeah, he but, does uh, like it's, it's good for I guess the uh, the Western Australian clients and maybe that's what they're doing is uh, the winter Are uh, the, the Perth
2: carnival is starting to kick off over Still, there. You, you can't have both. Like you can't be looking to get the early clients you yeah, know, what are spend you their money early and then just want to reinvest at seven o'clock. Like mm. it's a long time if they're the recreational they're punters like to, they could they have done their money shorten, in an isn't,
3: hour. Isn't the point of everything trying to shorten race days and shorten the gap between races and things like that and shorter and sharper and then he goes and does that. So anyway, not surprised Emperor hmm. up there in North Korea. Someone's saying that
1: <laughs> Mug punner has got the uh, the Clive Palmer diet. <laughs> Tell you what, if you keep going that way, Mug, by the time you're 50, you might start looking like a uh, big Aussie Clive. All right, let's have a look at uh, the top sports steamers here, and these are for today. So this is Thursday. So uh, race two, number two is uh, Foxy Frida, 1,800 at 370. Any uh,
2: thoughts here, Nico? Two horse race. Her and Ceruleo miss. I think she can turn the tables. Too bad she couldn't get the result for us last up and we won at seventeen dollars. Mm-hmm. But I think back to Flemington. I think Foxy Fred has had three starts there for two wins and a narrow second where she probably should have won. So that's that's her big advantage getting to Flemington small horse field. She can probably stalk Ceruleo miss. It's it's a two horse race. It's two good mares, aren't they? It's probably flip them. Really, they they probably both could have been big chances in an Empire Rose if they want to go there. But mm-hmm. this race is there and attracted a small field. I think Rock O'Clock won this race last year for the Mark. The mug moral. So <laughs> bit of form okay. there. All right. The next one uh, here is
1: Scratch Race 5, number three, Decent Rain, but uh, maybe that's one to follow. The horse uh, is obviously uh, knocking the door down. but uh, She's running Saturday. Running Saturday. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then uh, there's been two back for the Oaks, no surprise here. They could be uh, assault as bets. Uh, race 8, number two, Willowy. Uh three thousand at four twenty and the other one is uh number four Biscayne Bay, two thousand at seven dollars. So they've uh they've shot well there. The four twenty into three uh twenty and then seven dollars into six. And looking at Saturday's uh Flemington card, it's race four number one O president. I think uh that's a uh horse there, thousand at fifteen dollars. Uh,
2: Nico? No, I could think of a lot better ways to spend $1,000 than back-o president, that's for sure. Mm. <laughs> Interesting one because he was sort of thrown in the deep end, wasn't he, first up? And it's cast. Looks completely gone. He's done nothing this whole prep. Got a gear change or anything? No? Mm-hmm. that I know of. Mm. All right, so we're going to uh,
1: swerve that one as well. And then uh, race seven, number two is Sinewan. Uh, uh,
2: 1,000 at 8.50. Oh, well, there's smoke, there's fire with this horse potentially because uh, he's got some world-class overseas form. He bumped into Armory one day, some form around Japan. He's come to the Freedman Stable. I think they've half showed their hand. They've booked J-Mac for mm-hmm. his first ride here in Australia, but the market sort of isn't come with him early, probably because the trial watches got no idea to do off his jump out. He sort of got back was a bit one-paced. It was in a quick heat, but he hit the line in sort of okay style. I did note through the line he was pretty strong, though, so maybe that's what you really want to take out of his work. First up, 1400, he's got to tackle Shayu. Um, but and few, you on the backup? A few other – like, her best is fresh. Like, mm. everyone was saying, oh, how good she's going right. to be fresh into that Empire Rose. And Now she's, you know, six days or seven days between runs, where that's going to be the the key for her. I think back to 1400, she's unbeaten, Flemington, 1400, so that'll be the key to her. But, yeah, if that, if that thing Cinewan's so if he's eights into four that's right. like I was just that's the say key that, is red <laughs> alert.
3: Tristan's saying what twenty minutes when they when they up their limits and they'll bet those but those imports, we've seen before those imports, the betting tells the story. Hundred mm, percent. It's
1: interesting, uh dice roll was yeah, if you can forgive him one one run. He'd be in that race for sure. Rainy
2: Air comes in there uh, fresh. You got Age of Chivalry. I thought Age of Chivalry looks was like a bit of a target race. One by three sort of play there. He gets mm. a very soft run down in the weights. Thirteen dollars. What he's carried recently. S-
3: speaking of that camp, I wonder what's going to happen there with the split up and all that. Uh, Elton Zara busting up after the carnival. So yeah, up um, that wash out. Yeah, and wonder who ends up where and who takes horses and. Someone moves away from Flemington or whatever. It so it'd be interesting to see how they, they split the whole thing up. Mm-hmm. Don't know
1: if it's uh, the right class of race here, but be good your mother was uh, not bad over a mile last time and be
2: better suited back Sh- to Show you absolutely failing to beat him at Sound Down. Mm. So he might be a chance as well. Mm. It's a deep race up.
1: Fascinating uh st- Stuff there. All right. Uh, I think that's uh, that's nearly a wrap from us. There's no other uh, late sort of questions uh, into the chat, but make sure to check out Little Birdie Shop. DK's uh, st- stepped in and uh, back, one. back one. Nico's got the mounting yard mail. And I think uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break after Cup Week for a fortnight and do our last show of the year uh, in the lead-up to Sandown Classic Day, and I think we're going to do a stream. There might be a bit of a battle coming up. So uh, follow us on YouTube and all across our social channels for that. Um, we'll still be uh, pumping through some emails, some tips. We've uh, got the app ready to go. It's, uh, we're about to launch that in the Apple Store, so make sure you uh, you head, you jump uh, into the Apple or Android, Android Store and download a little Birdie app, and now uh, we're going to start to have some fun with some punters clubs and some streams, and we'll still be uh, pretty active over summer. We've still got third and long, up and going. We've got the new NBA show uh, that's on uh, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So there's going to be uh, plenty of activity in uh, Little Birdie land, but uh, we've only got the one more show of uh, Bet Doctor. We've, done,
3: we've nearly done 40 shows for the year, if we could, Yeah, so. nearly
1: cracked out 40. It's been a bit of a whirlwind. <laughs> With COVID, you just sort of you – know, Yeah. You, uh, yeah. <laughs> you just get in this uh, – it's just like we've just been nonstop. you just just clicking away at the same sort of oh. clip, so uh, a bit of a freshen up won't hurt. Rinse repeat, wasn't it, a lot of those Yeah.
3: Days. yeah. yeah. Just a bit
1: of a time yeah. warp, the whole, the whole scenario. But mm. – uh, Big uh, big thanks to Borko, our uh, AB guy. It's He's awesome. done a great job to uh, make the show look so good. And uh, you see the live shots going off uh, without a hitch. So uh, hopefully we can uh, do more of those. We've kept it all uh, PG. So we that's... have,
3: yes. I haven't dropped an F-bomb or anything. I've yeah, we're not going to get that. in trouble.
1: Mm. So fingers crossed uh, all the punters at home can have uh, a lot of luck on Oaks Day and on Saturday. And make sure you get around Top Sport, as you heard from Tristan. Uh, they're taking everyone on, the smart punters. Uh, they don't discriminate, and uh, they're great for the game. Without top sport in the game, uh, I don't know where it would be. So uh, make sure you support them and puntingform.com.au. Uh, they're our uh, lifeblood for doing the form. And a uh, big shout-out to Shane Baker, Heath, and uh, all the boys there for uh, doing all the hard work with uh, all the sectional times. But uh, that, uh, that's a, a wrap from us from now. But uh, good luck on the punt, and we'll, uh, we'll see you soon.